Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. When in doubt, Pinky out. Mm -hmm. He's got class. I don't know why he's gloating after his Cowboys got the shit kicked out of him Sunday night. Because I kicked the shit out of someone in fantasy, and that's all I really care about. <laughs> right. See, I can't control what the Cowboys do, and the Cowboys don't get me a trophy. They get to keep one. But I get my second-year trophy <laughs> already engraved. Belongs well, to me. Hang on. I was going no, to no, bring no. him a little butterfly. No, you to, don't get you're, you're not getting that trophy. Oh. No, you're it look, not getting it. It looks like I am. It, no. If you look at the projected <laughs> I, fucking finish, pal. I'm the guy projected to win it all. I'm freight training over all y'all. You ain't freight training. Oh, no, 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 no. You might get a train run on you. You ain't freight training nothing. I would have won week one. But you didn't. If I would have put kick returners in. If you would have read the rules. Yes, and I fully admit that week one doesn't count because of that. <laughs> and I own up to that. But, but after that, week one I have definitely been, counts. I have been dominant. Hang on. Let's uh let's let's talk about one thing as far as fantasy football goes. You, Mr. Miller, yeah, are winless against this table. I understand that. <laughs> You're probably going to be winless against this house too after this weekend. I hope not. I think you are. And don't ever wear a fucking Phillies hat in my home again. Oh, it's just a, they're on a run. Man, last night, holy shit. It was like a home He's run He's on derby. a bandwagon, baby. You got both bandwagons going. Fucking bandwagons. Yeah. What? Now, actually, believe it or not, and Jesse and I talked about this earlier, this is one of the few times you will ever hear me root for the Phillies. I got to say, I, I didn't understand what happened. When Harper hit that home run last night and he was rounding second base, the stare down he gave the, sh- the, the shortstop for the Braves... Yeah. What happened the the last game in Atlanta was he was on second Harper was on second base. And uh-huh. the guy hitting they thought it was going to be a home run. Yeah, he, he got he got doubled off on first. Right. And then when they went into the dugout at the end of the game, the shortstop goes, "Atta boy, Harper." Yeah. And so, it got back to him. So it was kind of yeah, it was it was a fuck you moment. Yeah. You know, and you know Whatever. Harper's Harper's a douchebag. Um but he's Philly's douchebag, so he fits right the fuck in. <laughs> um Yeah, I know. Bill doesn't like baseball. Uh, sorry, what, 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 what oh sorry, it, it just lulled me to sleep talking about baseball. You know, it would be better if like we were live and people could see that. Now I'm gonna have to edit this into the fucking video. <laughs> in into the YouTube videos. You fucking dick. Yeah. You fucking pud whapper. Hey, hey, there's no need for that. Shut there's up, Packer no, Puller. There's no need for that. So how was your week, boys? It was okay. Yeah, uneventful. Unevent- well, yeah, uneventful, um, except Saturday. Oh. Uh, Saturday <laughs> was a busy night at the haunted house. Um, <laughs> I left my room at 1230 in the morning. Yes. And until I got done with all of the putting of, putting away of things and helping Chuck shuttle vehicles back and forth and... You know, a little bit of a a little bit of a, a bullshit session. I got home two thirty in the morning. Oh on Saturday my night. god! 
Yeah. Uh, and then I'm immediately, as soon as I walk in the door, I look at my phone. Joe Ravinsky from Electroshock is texting me. Uh huh. About you know how good the show was and and I ended up talking to Joe for about forty minutes Saturday night. Jesus Christ! So it was after three a.m. before I went to bed. Oh my! Um, but yeah, uh, I I had a good conversation with Joe. Uh, he dug what we did. He as always he dug what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time in a long time, Joe did not do the blood experience. Okay. And he said in in some ways that actually um, enhanced it enhances it because the actors aren't relying on the sloppiness and aren't relying on the blood and it forces them to be mm. more engaging. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I mean, toot toot. I engage no matter what, whether you're blood or not, I engage. But I'm that fucking good. <laughs> But I was demoted to the second best act in The Haunt this year. Nuh-uh. Yep. What's number one? Fucking Tyler. Oh, there you go. I'm and I'm all right with that. <laughs> Tyler's fantastic. Yes. Tyler, uh, he called him an Adderall-addicted yes. hillbilly. Yes. Um, Tyler's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love that dude. I really do. Um, on, you know, as a performer, as a bandmate and as a friend, yeah. I fucking love yeah. that guy. Um, did he throw you down, Bill? Of course. Ah, there we go. Yeah. You know, I didn't think he looked as messy as I thought he should have looked at those pictures. Oh, you look pretty good. He he got, he got hammered pretty good. I gave Ryan my, uh, I gave Ryan my holy water sprinkler to get him. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, which reminds me, I'll be sending you my dry cleaning bill for my pants. I don't care. I, what? I no, do not I, care. Like you're going to fucking take him to a dry cleaner. I might just now. It's a greasy pair of jeans that you've probably worn <laughs> forever. And if you wore something good in that place, serves you right if it's ruined. Well, you should. You First off, you got to tell me there's a kneeler. Not after the fact. <laughs> I hit my knees in the dirt. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you bastard. Hey, I tell right, him. On your fucking knees. And I went on my knees and they said, there's a kneeler. Don't be a dummy. <laughs> You are a dummy. It's right in front of you. It's, Everything's fucking dark. It ain't that dark. No, that, it's fucking dark. Oh, it's dark in there. It's dark in every freaking place. It's dark in there. I can barely see the kneeler in front of my podium. And then the poor guy making the, the Sundays, he sent me for a loop because he said, and what's the best ingredient on a Sunday? I said a banana. And then he said, no, that's a banana split. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big bastard, isn't he? It's hard to tell because we were sitting. I honked his horn. He's, dude, he's, like, people, a lot of people have an irrational fear of clowns. Mm -hmm. And we really are playing into it this year because that particular clown is six foot six inches tall. All right. Yeah. Yes. Jay's a big boy. (laughs) But uh, you guys had a good time? Oh, yeah. What what did Ryan have to say? (laughs) Well, Ryan, tough guy Ryan. Of course, of course, wasn't scared at anything. Nope, I but, made him jump. But yeah, and there was a few people that I just I I turned and saw his face, and I see see him grimacing, and like don't go away, don't touch me, go away. It's like, <laughs> which which I enjoyed heavily. I would pay, I would pay the admission fee to see Lisa and Val go through. They won't. Oh, that would never happen. Yeah, Val especially. Val doesn't. I told you, Val doesn't go up Delaware Avenue anymore, even in the off season. 
Because of the tree. <laughs> Dear God. Yes. How about that? Yeah, she... she pa- he said that to me last week. Yeah, she has not gone uh, like past the park only like we was driving and someone else is driving. Yeah. She has requested we turn at the police station to go home so we don't drive past the haunt. Well, you, oh. you showed us that video, the video from your ring doorbell <laughs> <laughs> with the skeleton. That was fucking great. I love you. I love you. I love you to death, Val, but oh. come on, man. <laughs> come on. All right. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, so. Oh, and uh, I did make, I, I made two people piss themselves. No. This weekend, yes. Yep, I made two people piss their pants in my room. Well, three, but that was intentional. Well, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he peed in the corner. Yeah. I and I gotta say, it just like the, the makeup effects, it it just hilarious. I I laugh at this stuff because I love horror stuff. Yeah. You know? And and Tom Tom was nervous because he felt that always someone was coming up behind or coming in front of us, and I said, "Oh yeah, there's going to be someone." Everywhere. Oh yeah, Ami came up behind him. Yeah. Oh, so every every at some yeah. point somebody did something and was unnerving Tom. At some point somebody yelled, "Somebody please help me!" And I and it was probably where the act. I just said, "No, you're on your own." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's the she sits behind the one container. And, yeah, and they and, can't see her, and she's small. So, yeah, and yeah. and when I when I engage them and pull them around the table, boom, she jumps out and gets them from the back. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a pretty good, uh, pretty good Saturday night. It was a busy night. Cool. Um, yeah. The only thing that freaked me out is the chainsaw brothers. Whoever the, first off, they fucking come out of nowhere. Uh, and they're both young kids. Yeah. We walk in and it's like just this big empty space with nothing. And it's like, we're all kind of looking around. What's going on? What's going on? And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, like Batman, they just show up with two chainsaws. Well, it's like fucking a. That well, scared the shit out of well, me. The one, uh, the one, is is Dominic Pereira, right. Dave's youngest son. Yeah, Dave's young. Uh, well, Dave's middle kid, the younger of the boys. Okay, that's Dominic, and the other one is uh, is D- uh, Dylan Borger, all right. my buddy Trevor's kid. Yeah. And then I think the, uh, I'm going to call it mini Tyler. Uh-huh. Whoever that is. I thought it was Tyler at first. Oh, that's Egan. Yeah. I, I honestly, yes. I thought it was Tyler because he said I smelled familiar. And, <laughs> and I'm looking at him. I'm like, this. It, it looks like he is in the pictures. Yeah. But but I don't think that's Tyler. He's too small. Yeah. That was, No, that's Egan. Uh, yeah, that's Egan, and now now we have uh, fucking hillbilly twins to go along with Tyler because we have Egan and Autumn over there with him. Oh my, oh my! The outdoor, the outside section has gotten fucking like it's gone. We've gone pretty balls out. With yeah, it. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good good weekend. Mm-hmm. Should we get on to business? Sure. All right. First thing, in honor of the spooky season yeah i got a list of 10 horror movies that you should watch alone and 10 that you shouldn't watch alone fucking pinky quit it when in doubt pinky out it's class i'm told you i'm all class bliss no he's classy guy yeah all right first movie now are these alone you shouldn't no, well, they go back and forth. Okay. It's an alone and then a shouldn't. Okay. First one is an alone movie. And it's one of my favorites. 
The Shining. That's a good movie. That's all right. I like it. Kubrick really strayed away from a, the source material in Correct. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I, I I love the movie. And uh, like they kind of remedied a lot of what happens in the book in Dr. Sleep, in the sequel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember the made-for-TV movie with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. That was pretty good, too. And that was closer to the source I, material. Yeah. Yeah, I loved when I first saw The Shining, and I saw Scat and I heard Scatman and Carruthers. Yes, and I was like, "That's jazz." Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's awesome. Fucking Scatman Carruthers, I, I, he play, yep, plays Doc Halloran. Yep, yeah. All right, next one is a movie you should not watch alone. Mm-hmm. The Grudge. I oh, never. I seen just it. got fucking goosebumps. All right, this is one with Sarah Michelle Gellar when she's in the shower and she's showering and the fucking eyes come out of the back. Yep. Okay. This is this is no fucking lie. I saw that with Carm in the Angela Theater. My heart was still fucking pumping when I got home a half hour later. Hmm. It's a good movie. Oh. Uh, the Japanese version is even better. I, it the fucking that movie fucking creeped me Juan, the fuck the, out. Juan the Grudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. the, the Japanese version is even better. Um, next is a movie to watch alone and watch over and over and over again. The 1974 classic, Tobe Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. All right, movie. That's a fucking great movie. It's Yes, I, I like the second one a little bit better, I think. I'm sorry. That's one with Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I ought to throw things at you. You ought to, but I, you ain't gonna. But no, I won't. You'll find something. No, I don't so, want to. I don't so, want to hurt nothing. So fuck off! Well, you fuck off! <laughs> Jesus, attitude tonight, fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> next is a movie to not watch alone. Another remake of a Japanese horror film, The Ring. Absolutely correct on this one as well. Yeah, modern Another horror. I haven't, I haven't really seen it. Oh. I, was, I don't see a lot of modern horror. <laughs> Man, I guess I guess you can kind of call it modern. Yeah. I I I I, really, I dug the grudge. Chick I dug, stepping out of TVs and shit, soaking yeah. wet. Oh, oh my the, god! There was uh, the last time I was up at Reapers, um, they had a girl doing a Samara bit, uh, and she was fantastic. Shit myself. It was fucking great. Um, another one to watch alone, Insidious. Yes. Yeah, never seen it. Yes, that one's not half bad. Mm. You should watch some of these horror movies. I'm just not interested in the, in like a lot of the modern stuff because I I like the '80s horror and that that whole vibe. As a matter of fact, when I was doing my list uh-huh. of the new stuff, I I wanted to put an '80s horror on there, but I couldn't find one that I hadn't seen. Right. You know, out of all, so I was like, well, I guess it, we're not having any horror. Well, put, oh no, we've got horror. Oh put, no, but I'm saying from me. Why don't you just put one in that you saw? That you enjoyed. That's not what I do. No, these are all movies I, I haven't seen, yeah, so yeah. we can enjoy. So they may be good, they may be shit. Right, but we won't know. Right. <laughs> See, and that's uh, that's what I did with three of my four. Is there movies I've never seen? Ah, uh, failed on that. <laughs> no, it's not. It, no, no. Let him. Let him. No, I said let him I fail. Failed. Let him fail. I failed. Okay. <laughs> I hope. I hope he does. Another one to not watch alone. I disagree with this one. I've watched this alone a dozen times. Saw. Yeah, I saw that one by myself. Another movie I will never forget. <clears throat> this was when you when still got the uh, DVDs from Netflix. Yeah. And me and Carm watched that. 
<clears throat> the ending happened. <laughs> I stood up and said, we are watching that again right now. <laughs> yeah. And that ending happened. I, I, I enjoyed it for a horror movie, but again, it's like it, it, it was it was enjoyable the first one. Then it started getting silly. They're, in they're, my opinion, they're all uh, they did kind of lose the plot a little bit because they just went overboard with the traps. Correct. Yeah. But when they got to saw the final chapter, they brought it back, which is not the final chapter, by the way. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, like they Jason brought it. Movies. They brought it back around to where it was more psychological mm-hmm. and more in line with the first one. Correct. Um, next one is an alone movie. Sinister. Don't even know it. I don't know that movie. It wasn't terrible. I don't like supernatural shit. Not alone. The descent. I've never seen that. Neither. No, I do want to, though. I know that's where they go into a cave. Yep. A bunch of kids go into a cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. An alone movie. Child's play. That's such a fun movie. That's such a fun movie. Yes, that's a fun movie. Yeah. Fucking John uh, John Gruden doll coming to life. Yep, yep, yep. You talk, I'll throw you in the fire. You bitch. Okay. <laughs> I love John's play. Here's another one that's that you shouldn't watch alone. And the original is creepy, and the re, re, the remake is almost as creepy. The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, my Lord. The second one is worse than the first. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that one I haven't seen yet. But oh, that's yeah, on, that's on my long list. That's a oh, I just got chills again. Just for the just for the the uh, Barryman, yeah, actor Michael Barryman, yeah, is in it. I enjoy his shit. Oh yeah, um, an alone movie, The Purge. Did not like it. I'm not a fan of him I, either. Well, the I thing didn't. is, they, they did a Star Trek episode. I'm sure it's been in novelization, but Star Trek episode, like in the '60s, about that concept for like one hour. Like, everybody can just do what the hell they want. Yeah. So that's why I knew it was like that going in. But Jesus Christ, that in sequels, it's just like, my God, they just, I mean, over-freaking-do it. Yeah. Uh, Up next is a definite not-by-yourself movie. This will have you looking over your shoulder. The Strangers. I never saw that. It's it's about a home invasion. Oh. Oh. It's about a home invasion. Um, yeah, essentially you were picked because you were home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, that's a fucking decent movie. Um, an alone one, a quiet place. Didn't, didn't see that one. It's not bad. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie and it's actually one of the first horror movies Jimmy watched. And I told him. You're going to know within the first 10 minutes if you want to continue going or not. Uh-huh. And it was that spot where the kid turned on the toy, and they just came and whoosh. Yep. And I paused the movie. I said, do you want to keep going? And he went, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so that was A Quiet Place. That's an alone. One to watch, not alone. And this one's bullshit. I've watched it alone Literally hundreds of times. No exaggeration. It is my all-time favorite horror film. It is William Peter Blatty's The Exorcist. Yeah, that's <laughs> not too terrible of a horror movie. No, but... But... I can still remember... I was a... I was... Mm, I don't even know if I was 10 years old when I saw that movie for the first time. I wasn't. 
And I had a fucking nightmare that my bed was fucking spinning around the fucking room. I will never I, forget that. I saw that movie for the first time this year. Really? Yeah, it was on my never. I've seen the parodies of it. Yeah, I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched the whole movie. See, the I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see the new one. I uh, say they just rebooted it. It, it. No, they did not. It's a continuation. Oh, oh, it's a continuation. Yes, because Reagan's mother is in this movie. Hmm. Oh, okay. um, I'm excited to see it. It's called Exorcist Believer. Now, the original trilogy. You have Exorcist, Exorcist Two: The Heretic. And Exorcist Three. What was the one where they were like in the desert with the archaeologist? That was uh, uh, Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist. Okay, maybe that's the one I didn't like. I don't. That one wasn't bad. Exorcist Two was fucking terrible. That's the one I'm thinking of. Then that was terrible because the 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 third one that you said was the prequel. That's when they released the demon. No, that was four. That was the fourth one. There was a trilogy. Okay, you had Exorcist. The original one. Right. And then there was Exorcist 2, The Heretic. Correct. Which was trash. Exorcist 3 is good. Father Karras is still alive, but he's in a fucking... In in a mental hospital. Hmm. Oh. Yes. Hmm. There's some great shit in that. Uh, and then there was uh, Dominion. There was a movie called Dominion, which was a prequel to Exorcist, which was, you know, the, the old priest... Uh, Max von Sydow's character in the first one. Ah, Brewmeister Smith. Yes, Brewmeister <laughs> Smith. Um, his earlier life. Okay. God, I love Max von Sydow. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Needful Things, Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, but Max oh, von Sydow. He, he, he just does great in every role he plays. Yes, he does. Uh, here's an alone movie, Dead Silence. Nope, don't know it. I'm not. I ha. I haven't seen it either. Um, I've seen. I like. I've skipped over it when mm-hmm. searching for a horror movie. I really should watch it. Do you know what it's about? No, I don't. Okay. Next is one I've seen. Uh, is one I've seen a mi- uh, a million times. I'm a big fan of the entire ser- uh, the entire universe. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not. No, not alone. Not alone. Do not watch that alone. No fucking way. I. I mean. Any of the Warren family universe movies? No, don't watch them. No. I, 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 there were times I'll, I'll admit right now. I'm on, I'm on a couch watching it with my my daughter, and I'm screaming like a bitch. In some of those scenes, there's some great shit in the uh, like and well, the Conjuring movies, um, the Nun, the Nun, all that stuff. Oh, the fucking latest Conjuring. Annabelle. When, oh, 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 when they're in the fucking morgue and that fucking. The body came. Oh my fucking god! Oh, fucking creep me the fuck. Oh, uh, the devil made Conjuring Three. Yeah. The devil made me do it. Whew. Oh, that was. Yeah, that was the one. Yep. Here's an alone one. It. Now, which yes. version are they talking? I I I because I've I've seen the one with Tim Curry. With, with yeah, with I was, I was gonna say with John Boy from the Waltons, but yeah, that one and John Ritter. <laughs> yeah, John Ritter was in that one. Yeah. I've seen that one. The reboot is fantastic. And I and I enjoyed it. The book is more graphic by far. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh but um I, I enjoy it. I don't think that was a that's, is that an alone? That's an alone. It's, like I said, I enjoy it. I, I didn't bother with the, the remake because I like I like Tim Curry. 
I like Tim Curry too. I like Tim Curry too, but I mean, I'll tell you what: the reboot and mm-hmm. and the sequel are fantastic. We, we all float down here. Yes, <laughs> and uh, they're re- they're they're rebooting the Crow. Oh, okay. I heard about that with Jason Momoa. No, then I got my info wrong. It it's finished shooting. Oh, it's with the guy that played Pennywise. Okay. Oh, really? As Eric Draven. What the hell's his last name? They're Swedish, or Dutch. Bill Skarsgård. That yeah, him. Yeah. Yep, Skarsgård as uh, uh, Eric Draven. Okay. I'm excited for that. I love The Crow. Here's a not alone movie. A Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what? When it first came out, that was some scary shit. Fucking A. Correct. But, but now it's looking back on it, it's like it's it's not I mean, it wasn't funny. That's for sure. There was no, no comedy in that one. No. I mean, they didn't bring comedy into like number 3 really cuz even number 2 was holy shit. Well, 2 Two is the most homoerotic horror film ever made. Yeah. But again, there was no comedy in it. No, there's no comedy in it. Three is when Freddy starts becoming a a fucking one-liner. But but the first one is like he's cutting his fingers off. Yeah. The blood everywhere. Well, that was because that that was Wes Craven. And like I said, I think when when I first saw it, yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me when I first saw it. And it didn't come back to that. Until Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I didn't think New Nightmare was that scary. New Nightmare was a different type of scary. Yes. Yeah. It was more psychological. Like I said, yes. But there, Freddy was not funny in New Nightmare. Yeah, I think um, three was... Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. That one was, as I said, that was as good as the first one with the gore and everything else. Yeah, and then it really fell off the fucking... Yeah. Fell off. They really lost the plot after that. Dream Child, all that stuff was fucking terrible. It, it mostly was. Yeah. Uh, we got two more. An Alone one. One of my favorite vampire movies, 30 Days of Night. Awesome fucking movie. You know what they also call 30 Days of Night? What? Twilight. No. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Vampires don't fucking sparkle. Vampires do not sparkle. That's the one with Alaska, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you got the high-speed vampires. Yeah, that... Yes. Now, 30 Days... I'm thinking, those 30 Days a Night, was there a sequel to that or something? Yes. Yes. There was. There was a sequel to it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the sequel because it's... Like, I was such a fan of the original that it would be hard Mm -hmm. to live up to. Yeah. That was based off of a graphic novel, if I can remember correctly. Yes. And the last one is a Not Alone movie, and I've never seen it. But I should look it up. It's called The Woman in Black. I've never heard of that either. I, I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. But I am going to... Again, these could be even from the 70s because I know it up. Like, the 80s was the best horror. Why do I think I have that movie? I don't know. I know The Lady Wore Black by Queensryche. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Well, actually, I was thinking of Jet City Woman because Queensryche man. And sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um... I didn't. I forgot to get the source of that list. Oh, okay. Well, it was a, it was not a terrible list. I mean, there's a there's a lot of. I mean, I've seen so there's not a lot of '80s horror on there either. I was no. That was peak, peak horror. No, there was peak slasher. No, no, there was. 
okay, most some of it, yeah, but a lot of it. But they did a lot of different. It slashing. was peak slasher. When when you have movies like Sleepaway Camp, uh, yep. April Fool's Day, yes. um, shit. The, well, all of the all of the Friday the Thirteenth, Children of the Corn, Children of the Corn. I, dude, there's a reboot of Children of the Corn on Prime. Yeah, I'm not gonna. It's, I just, it's I just, quite good. I just, I just watched it again recently. Just, I, I just watched the original again. Just, too. I didn't feel it. Well, I have it. Oh, I have it on DVD, and it's like I had one of my lazy moments where I didn't feel like going downstairs and getting a DVD, so I just saw what horror was on TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like, I, I, tourist traps, another great one. Tourist too. trap, yes. Oh. If, wrong if, turn. No, if I had if if oh the wrong turn series are really good. If yeah. I hadn't seen it, I put it on my list of ones you guys should have to to watch. Oh, it's it's such a great horror movie, Here, not a slasher. How about have you ever seen any of the Hatchet series? I don't think no. so. It stars Kane Hodder, the only guy who played yeah. Jason multiple times. Okay, okay, Kane Hodder plays the killer in this, mm-hmm. and the tagline. Is a good old American splatter. <laughs> They're fucking gory as shit. There's three of them, I believe. I highly, if you're a splatter fan, I highly recommend watching the Hatchet oh, series. There's so many. Uh, Crime Waves, another great horror movie. Yes. Andy posted, like, it's going to go in the bucket. One of the movies Andy posted is one of my favorite. Oh, hobo Grind. with a shotgun! Hobo with a shotgun! Yeah, fucking. I just great. saw that recently. Did you Did you ever watch the series on Netflix called Slasher? No, I have not watched it yet. That is really really cool. I think there's three seasons. It's been out. It was out a while ago, but oh my yeah. god! And each series is each season is different. Speaking of our friend Andy Galgosi, uh huh, Doctor Theodore Tox, correct. Okay. Inde- independent wrestler extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up Netflix. Yes. I started watching, there's a Netflix series called Wrestlers, which is about Ohio Valley Wrestling. Hmm. Al Snow is now one of the owners of Ohio Valley Wrestling. No shit. And Andy trains at Al Snow's yeah. Utah gym. Yeah. Um. Essentially what it boils down to is Ohio Valley Wrestling was hemorrhaging money. They're not making money. Okay. It's a small independent wrestling promotion that runs a school. They're not going to draw in big fans. Correct. So I guess Al, and I don't know if he had any other partners, but they sold off parts of the business to some investors. One of the investors is... Uh, he's a sports radio host in mm-hmm. Kentucky. Ohio Valley Wrestling is based in Louisville, Kentucky. And Mike, or Matt, Matt Jones is his name. He's a sports radio host, and he's also part owner of OVW. Mm-hmm. And it's it kind of details, like, pretty much Al was, you know, they were given an ultimatum. Look, we need to start making money by this date, uh-huh. or we can't keep putting money into this. Correct. I'm four episodes in, and I've already got people that I I think okay, I could get behind you, and people that I think you're a fucking douchebag. <laughs> you got no fucking business in the wrestling business. Yeah. 
and your fucking name is Matt Jones. Yeah, one of the owners has no fucking business. Oh, boy. Being in the wrestling business. Who the fuck are you to tell Al Snow what works and what does not work (laughs) in the wrestling business? Yep. Oh, my. I, I, you know, I... Uh, I'm a fan of the show so far. I'm not a fan of Matt Jones. Yeah. Um. I, I, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him to try to babyface this guy because <laughs> he's just a fucking heel. <laughs> but there's there's some there's some talent on there that I you know I can get behind and I think may may do well. And some that are the fucking drizzling shits. <laughs> like there's this one dude and you know, bless you, Pete picking little heart for for sticking with it this long, but you're 47 years old and you look like a fucking truck driver and you're wrestling in front of 60 people in for Ohio Valley wrestling. <laughs> well. mm. Get a fruit. I mean, and, and that's all he does. Now you talking like, looks like Trevor Murdoch worse. Oh, um, think you remember easy money from, uh, from, from ECW no, or, uh, or, or kid cash from ECW. Kid rather. Ca- okay. Think of a fat kid cash. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. Think of a fat. In fact, his name is Cash Flow. There you go. FLO. Um, he, he used to do garbage, garbage deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> and now he does because once again, he's 47. He's doing regular matches. I, I mean, dude, run with your fucking passion, right? But you're not. That's like me trying to fucking chase a record deal at my age. It's not going to happen anymore. I play for the fucking love of the game. And I understand you might be wrestling for the love of the game, but you missed the birth of a kid. Mm. You know, you know, this is your only fucking income. That would be like me trying to trying to support my family on on the podcast and suddenly found. And this ain't never made a fucking dime. Oh, my Lord. You know? And, and it's a good show. Uh, there's one season of it. So if you're if you're a wrestling fan and just like... It's a good human story. Human yeah. interest story, too. Yeah. Um, it's called The Wrestler. Right. Or, or Wrestlers. And it's on Netflix. Now, let's... Uh, I got another list from uh, a website called Trend Chaser. Okay. This one we're going to have some discussion on. The best American rock bands of all time. All right. All right. Okay. Once again, don't blame us. Blame Trend Chaser. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think, I hope this wasn't in any fucking particular or- order. Because mm. the first entry is the Velvet Underground. The greatest? Well, I mean, they're not bad. They're not yeah, bad. They're There's a lot of bands out there. I mean, I yeah. Know. And ones, I mean, you you take the rock. I mean, yeah, the Velvet Underground. They're all right, yeah. I guess. The Eagles. Yes. Fuck the Eagles. No, absolutely one of the greatest American rock bands ever. Sorry, I absolutely. can't. I can't. I can't like any Eagles related. How? Oh, exactly. Well. Here's one I disagree with wholeheartedly. Pearl Jam. They're not a rock band. Then what are they? Alternative. <laughs> They're not alternative. 
I'm looking at you. <laughs> what? They're also not one of the greatest rock bands. I told you they that I they after Vitology. <laughs> oh, bye. No, even before Vitology. No, I, bye. Enjoy, I enjoyed the early stuff. Yeah, well, you're a fucking idiot. Ten so. and and uh, Rearview Mirror. You suck. Next is a great band. Or shut up. Is. Next is a great band. Credence Clearwater Revival. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're they're and even Fogarty's solo stuff, solo stuff afterwards. I, don't, I mean, shit, he's still touring, by the way. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, man, I don't I don't know about. I mean, I know that boy can sing. See, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Now, now, hear me out. I mean, everyone knows like their the the major songs. Yeah, but I mean, if they were so great, you know the minor stuff too. Well, I do. Well, I don't. So there. Well, well, that's, that's you. That's You're your a problem. fucking dumb. It's dog. okay. I like Credence, though. I have their albums. I have Fogarty albums. <sighs> Nobody likes you. I know. Uh, Shut the fuck up, fat man. There, take that. <laughs> uh, next is a band that has no business being on this list. The Grateful Dead. Yeah, I think they do. No, they don't. They've For what they did. Yeah. No. Casey Jones, Truckin', yeah, and, Touch of Grey. And just... I mean, and the touring. Oh, constant I mean, touring. Yeah. Constant. Just because you okay, don't like they them. W- just because they work hard. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean there ain't no good. Popular does not equal <laughs> good fucktard. Next, uh, a band that absolutely belongs on any list of the greatest rock bands ever, not just American. The Doors. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. Love me some doors. Yes. I know. And here, the next one kind of took me by surprise. I didn't realize. I thought they were British. Steely Dan. I thought they were British, too. What's one of their songs? I Hey, 13. I don't, I don't know. There you uh, go. Reeling in everybody the knows, Years. Everybody oh, Reeling knows, in the Years. There you I don't go. know this song. Everybody knows Steely Dan, but nobody. Well, for the longest time, they never toured. Yeah, they, they just put out albums and albums that never fucking toured. Yeah, I mean, my friend's Shadow Gallery, they did that for years too. Yeah, they had six albums out before five or six albums out before they went on tour. Oh, um, here's another band with no fucking business on this list, and Miller's gonna have a fucking fit about this one. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. I wouldn't say they're the greatest. I only have a couple of their albums. They're not. I'd rather I'd rather listen to the Celtic version, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. I'd rather not. <laughs> no, but they're awesome. But they're from California. Did you know that? Oh, not the Pipers. That is from Scotland. Fuck them. <sighs> if it's <sighs> if it's not Scottish, it's crap. And not everyone in the next band is American. So I, I guess Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I I consider well. I mean, North American. Ah, that takes Canada. Yeah, well, I think Mick Fleetwood might be British. I thought so. Well, British is just America light. No, 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 no. No, no. no. remember we beat them. We beat them. Oh God. Next is one that. Uh, what the fuck are they doing on this list? Uh oh. The White Stripes. Hallelujah! The list is gold! 
Coleman. What the fuck are they doing on this list? They're because they're the best. No, they're no, shit. They're, they're one of the best. They're not shit, but they're, they're not. no, they're shit. No, well, they're not. You, you stop, think so? Stop. I like I like some of their I like some of their stuff. But, I like all of but their stuff. But to say they're one of the greatest rock bands he, to come out of he America, he is a genius. Genius. It's a fucking duo. No, not well. Yes, but there's more. But genius is the word. No. He's a mediocre guitar player who writes mediocre lyrics with a shit drummer. Even genius. No. Ridiculed a lot. Einstein. Einstein was called crap by his um, peers. Yes, them. That word. That word. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Uh... Fucking bastard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, I get to play with this now so because I, I don't have to worry about the fucking Facebook <laughs> live feed so much. Uh, Next, your friends and mine from good old Sayreville, New Jersey, Bon Jovi. Nope. Yes. Nope. Absolutely. Fuck them. One hair, of the hair metal. I won't I won't call them one of the greatest rock bands of all time. I'll call them one of the greatest hair bands of all time. I won't even call them that. I will. They Why? were they were there. And? They were great. Mm, no. Yeah, they were. You're fucking retarded. You listen to the beat. You listen. You listen to the White Stripes. Fuck you. The next entry on the list, the Beach Boys. Absolutely. I guess. You guess. Well, I mean, it was... wait, wait, wait. You're honestly gonna put the White Stripes over the fucking Beach Boys, a real musical genius like fucking Dennis Wilson. Well, when you put it like that, fuck yeah, you're a fucking. Oh my you... lord. How did... What? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, yeah, they've had a few catchy tunes and shit like that, but it's like, you know... A few. He says a few. Shut the fuck up, fat man. I'm just saying. They've had a few catchy tunes. I'm just saying. Shut the fuck up, fat man. Man. This actually, my... Growing up, my first... I don't even know if I was 10 years old. First album that was ever gifted to me was Beach Boys Greatest Hits. There you go. Good shit. Now... Speaking of good shit, Johnny, Joey, Marky, and Dee Dee, the Ramones. Absolutely. We can all agree on that. Yes. There is no American punk rock without yep. the Ramones. Nope. And, uh, they're, and they're played on, I think, every station on Sirius XM. Yes. They're even played on 99.9 The yeah. Hawk. Yes, they are. Next, fuck this guy in the ass with a cactus, too. The Steve Miller Band. Why don't you like him? I like that. He's band. fucking terrible. Oh, in concert, I heard he does suck. I've never seen him. Maybe I heard his on record, he sucks. No, oh, Abracadabra is oh, a great God. song. No, it's jet not. Jet airliner. Yeah. Oh, it's some good shit. It's fucking terrible. Baloney. Bingo jet had a light on. Misheard misheard lyrics. That's some. That's a list we should do. Misheard, best misheard lyrics. I I could come up with ten of my own because I screw them up. Bad moon on the rise was. There's a bathroom on the right. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. There you go. Hey, where's that woman? (laughs) Uh, fuck. Moving on. Undoubtedly, one of the greatest American bands ever. Even though they weren't. All American. The namesake was the Jimi Hendrix experience. Okay. He's all right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Jimi Hendrix. 
<laughs> I was about to fucking hit you. <laughs> Next is one of the greatest thing, greatest things to ever come out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Absolutely. You know, I I want to say they might be good. The problem is, well, Did you say might. Hold on, let me explain my reasoning. One, I now I like old time rock and roll. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. However, after going to multiple yard sales. I have about like five copies of Night Moves because everybody gets rid of it. That saying, I have five copies of Night Why Moves. Why do you have they, five copies? Because, because he buys it in lots. I, I buy shit in lots. Oh. So and and I'll there's always and there's always a copy of okay, there's always a copy of Night Moves in the records. Yeah, but he was trying to make some front page headline news. But yeah, I mean, you know, the first thing I mean here I mean, you can't moves. think of Bob Seeger without thinking of Tom Cruise's underwear. And that's a bonus. For you. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the pride of Tupelo, Mississippi. The king of rock and roll, Elvis Aaron Presley. Yes. Yes. I, oh, my, I, my Elvis collection is humongous now. Love me, Chandler. Love me, you into my closet. Me back. I mean, it did start as my Elvis collection. Started as some oh, Elvis yeah. collection. I have two crates worth of albums, 45s, and I have a box that could fit on this table full of memorabilia. I, just another reason I fucking love your mom. Yeah, yeah. I and it's all it's all sitting, and I keep thinking, I if I parted out, I could probably make a shit ton of money. Uh-huh. I'd rather just give somebody an instant collection that loves Elvis as much as my mom did. You I'm, know what? I would I would like one piece. Out of she it. has the Elvis. She has a bottle like I think the Elvis sweat. Really? Yeah. I I don't think there's anything. Yeah. I don't want that Elvis sweat. Yes, it's a little bottle about this big, and it, it has Elvis's hat. I mean, it's it was sweat. It's long gone. The aroma might be there yet. I don't know. But, oh. it smells like peanut butter banana sandwich. My, my mom had everything, yeah. and it's like taking up a big part of my basement right now because I have no need for it. eBay it. I, you know what? I would love to eBay shit. No, just eBay the whole lot. No, I tried eBay. And th- I, I tried. I don't eBay because if you don't have a one star, I don't know star rating. I don't eBay. Well, that's see. That's, anyway, call me a scammer. Let's move on. <laughs> we, dude, we got fucking other shit to get through. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Peter Paul, Ace and Pete. Yeah, Peter Paul, Ace and Gene, yes. Kiss. Yep. After, before they took the make off, up they were one of the greatest rock bands. I, I I can't do it anymore. You ruined them for me. I didn't ruin them. Yes, you did. That I was did. your idea. And they're still good. You still can't watch Heaven on Fire is the greatest fucking video. No. Ace Freely <laughs> is, is on tour right now. Yeah, he was just at the Sherman. Or he's going to be yeah. at the Sherman. They're great. They're still great. I do like Kiss. I can still listen I, to Kiss. I can't. I can't do There's it anymore. There's some songs I can't listen to anymore. I can still listen to Hide Your Heart. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Santana. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I like I, Santana. I, I, I just I just never became a And there would be no journey without Santana. Correct. Because Neil Schoen got his start playing in Santana. Mm-hmm. At sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Neil Schoen was playing guitar with Carlos Santana when he was sixteen. Uh next. Hart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yep. I dig Hart. Definitely yes. a good band. We'll go with that. Next is the third greatest band to ever come out of Boston, Massachusetts, Aerosmith. First. Third. <laughs> and, and, okay. 
Oh, you're right. Dropkick Murphy's number one. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Boston, Mighty Mighty Boston's, then Aerosmith. Wrong. Fuck wrong. Oh, Boston better be on this list. Next, some more good Detroit boys. Iggy and the Stooges. Yep. Yes. Yes. There's no there's no punk without Iggy and the Stooges as well. Absolutely. Um, moving on, a band that has no business on this list, Nirvana. Absolutely. No, not for rock. Not for rock. <laughs> Influential and popular does not equal great. It flipped equals the music industry on its head. Influential does not, and popular so, does so not did equal Marilyn great. Manson, but I you wouldn't them. put him on a rock thing. I, I'd put, I'd put Nirvana and Manson on the same list. I know you would. You put on, on a shit list. Yeah, on yeah. Li- on the list of people who committed crimes against music. Oh lord, that's the list I would love to hear from you. What people <laughs> who although, committed crimes? Although against- I know, I know most of the bands that I like are on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do that one day. Uh, Next, some good old Texas boys: Frank Dusty and the Reverend Billy F. Gibbons. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They were like the ACDC of like two. Of but two. better. Yeah, well, everything they had kind of sounded <laughs> the same and had the same riffs. And... Not, not really. Not the old shit. Mm. Um, listen to well, and, and kind of yeah, because I mean everything's in a blues box. Yeah. Um, you know, every they're doing a one four five blues, but I mean, go back and listen to shit like Tube Steak Boogie. Yes, I got a gal. She live on a hill. She, she won't do it, it, but her sister will when she boogies. And they say, and they say, Steel Panther is filthy. Well, they are. <laughs> there was more. There was more innuendo, <laughs> and that's not a, an Italian suppository. <laughs> there was more innuendo. Was Easy Top. Next is a band that. Influential, but not that, not shouldn't be on this list. The Talking Heads. No. Oh yeah, they were one of the main CBGBs. <sighs> yeah, they're awesome too. No. Awesome. 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 I like the Talking Heads. Okay. Uh, up up until once in a lifetime, when they were still a punk band. And still doing well, new wave. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I dig all that stuff. That's good, yeah, good I stuff. mean, stuff like Psycho Killer, mm-hmm. and uh, she was, she and she was stuff like that. But you, I don't know if I'd put them on the yeah, greatest, greatest list. No. Burning down the house, baby. It's, no, they're, they're not bad songs. But no, and that's what makes greatest. No. Next, the Doobie Brothers. Absolutely not. No, I, I agree with Bill. I love the Doobie Brothers. I like the Doobie Brothers, but the the fucking the catalog just isn't there. Oh. There's a couple of good songs, but I'm so pissed when I got those records from my aunt. One of them was a Doobie Brothers album, and the fucking thing scratch it. Don't fucking play. No, you got that's because they were rolling the doobies on it there. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that's why you needed the double album to fucking yeah. sc- oh. filter the seeds. Get the seeds out. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, oh, God. I, I, I may have, I may or may not have done that in my bedroom a few a time or seven. Next is undoubtedly one of the greatest American rock and roll bands ever. From the swamps of Florida. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Absolutely. Agreed. I enjoy them. I love Tom Petty. Yes. Um, yep. And because of because of my friend John Muller, 
uh, suddenly found actually does. We do a Tom Petty song. What do we do? We do Mary Jane's Last Dance. Oh, good. Um, I would like to do. I would like to do another one. If we had, uh, if we had somebody to play a sitar, I would love to do. Don't come around here. No oh more. my, yeah. You should do that traveling Wilbury song. Oh, uh, what fucking one is it? Oh my god. Won't back down. No, oh, no, no, that's that was not Tom Petty. Petty. Um, the end of the line. No. Fuck. It'll. I'll, it'll, it'll. All come right. To it'll me. come to you. Um, next, the greatest band from Boston. 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 There you go. Absolutely. Nah, I don't care for them. Really? Really. Their first album. Their first album does not have a drop of shit on it at all. No. There's it is, no dead space on it that It is one. fucking five stars. If you like that From type beginning of rock. to end. He doesn't like arena rock. Yeah. <sighs> Here comes a band, another band from the swamps of Florida. Mm-hmm. The, unfortunately, their career was cut short due to a tragic plane crash. Leonard Skinner. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Huh. Look, everybody knows two songs and that's it. What? Two songs. Okay. Sweet Home Alabama and That Smell. What about Freebird? Fuck Freebird. The cliche. One Step. I know. No, three steps, isn't it? Give me three steps. Three steps, yeah. yes. Give you don't th- even know the fucking song. Give me close. three steps. The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. Uh, uh, that smell. Okay. Uh, I think- Just not a fan of the music. Next is a band that they uh, they got a lot better when they changed singers. Van Halen. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. They plummet- Here we fucking go they, again down this they rabbit plummeted. hole. No, they went up. They should be on this list. They uh, undoubtedly, especially yeah. with Sammy and the first side. Yeah, no, with Sammy. That was ninety schlaz. Schlaz? Now you're making up words. Oh, I wouldn't. Nineties. That happened in the eighties. Eighties to nineties. Yeah, but it, it's uh, they started their nineties crap early. They they got better <sighs> after nineteen eighty four. It got better. The only song I like from that is Pond Cake. Pancake. <laughs> that's for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yes. I know who it's for, but that's the one Just I Just like. for that, there's a fucking Van Halen album going in the book. Uh, I'll listen to it, but it's like I, I don't really care for it. And every, t- every time you drag it, I'm going to kick you under the table. Go right. You try it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick you with my nub. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you with my nub. Next, a great band from the Bay Area of California. And no, it's not the one you're thinking of. Oh. Journey. Yes. Yep, I like Absolutely. Them, especially the video game. Waiting for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here's some more uh, stuff from the Bay Area of California. Okay. And no, not them. Jefferson Airplane. I probably liked them better as Starship. I didn't like them at all. Yeah, I, I like the stuff as Starship more than I like the airplane. I... I mean, I like somebody to love was not as good as we built this city. Oh, fuck you in the oh, ass with a chainsaw. Jesus Christ. Just what kind of. What about White Rabbit? I thought that was the mamas and the papas. No, that's fucking. Oh, the White Rabbit's fucking awesome. Fucking they have. Bastard. Go ask Alice. I thought that was somebody else. They have a couple good songs, but I wouldn't say they're mm. one of the greatest. Yeah, they are. I don't think so. 
Um, next is a band that you can make an argument for them, but I would disagree with you. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. You know, they were one of the two bands I still had in the back of my head that I thought should be on this list. I, yes, absolutely. No. I brought I bought one of their later things, uh, Living It Up, which is actually a really good song. And they do have rock roots there. Yeah, well, not a fan. Here's a fan I'm a ba- uh, fan I'm a band of. <laughs> Here's a band I am a fan of. From the swamps of New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Absolutely. And once again, I will say meh. What do you mean meh? I I don't care for the style and. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna Jesus take Jesus Christ. Can I no, not have a no. fucking opinion? You can if it's good. <laughs> I'm gonna take him. No, I'm 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 legit. I'm gonna take you next summer. We're gonna take a road trip. Me and you. We're going to go to the Stone Pony. There you go. And I'm going to whoop your ass in Bruce Springsteen's hometown. Look, look. <laughs> I will. First off, I don't like most of his catalog. The only song that's bearable to me is Glory Days, which hurts more and more every fucking year. <laughs> so. Yeah. He's not wrong uh, there. There's, uh, nah, nah. Springsteen's got some great shit. Absolutely. He's got some great shit. I mean, I, I'm. I like the Born in the USA album. Yes, I love that album. going back to stuff like Born, Born to Run. Run. Yep. Oh, my God. There's so much great Springsteen stuff out that there. That Born in the USA album is actually one of the albums I actually got from my aunt record. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Next, from the swamps of Seattle. Jesus <laughs> everybody live in a fucking swamp? Okay, from the fucking rainforest of <laughs> there Seattle. There you go. Soundgarden. Absolutely. I, I don't think they had a long enough career to be on this list. Yeah. And I love Soundgarden. Well, they started in 80. No, I'm talking a career Six. that people know about. Okay. I, 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 I yeah, they have some songs I like, but not yeah, I, I, I like Soundgarden. What was the one? The one to put them on the map was Bad Motor Finger. Yeah, Bad Motor Finger put them on the map. And then uh, a Super, no, Super Unknown put them on the map. Or no, Rusty it Cage. Ba- it was Bad Rusty, Motor Finger. Rusty Cage was on Bad, Bad Motor Finger. Finger. Yeah. yeah, and then Super Unknown. They blew up. Yes. Next, the Birds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can't can't you can't. Is that have turn a... turn? Yeah. 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 Yep. I don't know, but you know what? If that's the only fucking song I know, yeah, I don't. What other songs do they have? Well, that's because you have to. You know, they also did Train Kept a Rolling. Back to the roots of rock and roll. Exactly. The roots of rock and roll. Yeah. Chuck Berry's next. Ah, my dingling. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he started putting putting video cameras in the toilets. <laughs> nasty, nasty bitch. He had a chicken and biscuits restaurant. was putting fucking videotape, uh, video cameras in the toilets. What, did he? Yeah. When, when, when was this? That was in the 90s. Chuck Berry got busted for that. Oh, I'd have the internet in the nineties. That's why. Oh my. Yeah. How am I supposed to know about celebrity scandals without the internet? Two more. Buffalo Springfield. Uh, I I can't. I've I, never. Heard, I know. I, I don't say, know. Him. I only know a couple. I wouldn't know. And the final entry. The Almond Brothers. There. Band. That was the other one that was in the back of my noodle. Good choice. No. The other one I just thought of was. Uh, Oh, God. That popped out of my head. Yep. I got to stop talking to you. What? What's happening to me? Uh-oh. Okay. Time for a spin. Uh-oh. 
Even is an album. Oh, oh. spin, spin. I thought he was going to yell. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like time for a. You know, no, no, no. I'm not doing. The, I'm not doing the Exorcist thing, Sorry. where my head fucking spins around. They did. They Sorry. did the locomotion. Uh, Grand Funk, Grand Funk Railroad. Grand Funk Railroad did not yeah. do the locomotion. Yes, they did. They might. They, they covered it. They, they covered did. Were an American they band. They're, yes, yeah, that one too. Yeah, I'm your captain. Yeah. Ah, fuck them too. Oh damn it. Anyway. Even, even is an album. Okay. Odd is a movie. Okay. And it was a fucking odd movie. Uh, oh, such a good movie. Even. Even. So the album, it is. And the album that we have to review this time is another Motorhead record. It's called Another Perfect Day. And I forgot to fucking write this dude's YouTube handle down. Oh. Uh, the, this was suggested by one of our uh, one of our YouTube subscribers. Mm-hmm. I forgot to write his fucking name down. In the video, I'll give him credit. There you go. Um, this is Motorhead's sixth studio album. Mm-hmm. It was released in May of 1983. I didn't get an exact date. And this is the last record that they made on Bronze Records. And it peaks at number 153 on the U.S. charts okay. for Billboard. Uh-huh. And our cast of characters, we have the late, great, filthy animal Taylor on drums. Mm-hmm. We have Brian Robertson on guitar. Now, Brian Robertson was one of the founding members of Thin Lizzy. Correct. And he stepped into the guitar spot mid-tour mm-hmm. when, when Eddie Clark left the band. Why well, did he leave mid-tour? I don't know. Okay. I do not know why Fast Eddie left, but he later formed Fastway. Yes. So Brian Robertson steps in. Robbo steps in. And Robbo is a completely different style of guitar player than Fast Eddie or Wurzel or Wizzo or Phil Campbell. Correct. And this record bears that out. And of course... Our master of ceremonies, our leader, our fucking god, <laughs> Ian Frazier Kilmister on bass and vocals. Yeah, Motorhead was listening to that list of rock bands. Motorhead went on that list. Well, that's because they're not from America. American bands. Rock bands, American rock bands. Yeah, yeah, they're from England. Are they? Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ. The, lo- the logo says Motorhead England. I'm sorry. What the fuck? I know they are Motorhead and they play rock and roll. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was just American. I said. I know. American. I know. He must have said I, I block you your, your shit out sometimes. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I don't like me much either. <sighs> anyway, starts off with a ditty called "Back at the Funny Farm." Mm. What do you got, Bill? It's a great song to start an album. My oh, and this is an album I have not ever listened to before. So all these songs are brand new to me. God, I I love this as an opener. Yes, and it starts with that traditional. Mm. Motor like Lemmy's traditional growling bass. Yeah, and and and, the, and his voice throughout this entire album was, I think, 
perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm. boys and girls, there's only one way to get Motorhead's bass sound. You need a Rickenbacker and a fucking Marshall. He plays, Lemmy played through a customized Marshall guitar head called Murder One. Mm-hmm. Marshall put out a, uh, they put out uh, a Lemmy Kilmister signature amp at one point. I would love to get my hands on one, <laughs> but I don't want to pay for one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the uh, the Rickon Bastard. Mm-hmm. Lemmy's custom made. It's the the actual number designation is the Rickenbacker four thousand four LK. Mm. Oh, the last time I saw one available on Reverb, eleven thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! There was only fifty of them made. Oh, really? Yes, there were fifty of them made. I would love to get my hands mm. on one. Even if I couldn't own it, I would just love to play with play it. Play with it, yeah. Just play one, one yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is a... I mean, you got the traditional Lemmy growl in that bass of his that, that just never gets old. That's what I have here. I said, this is Motorhead. Yeah. Without a doubt. And the freaking guitar solo in this song. Holy oh, yeah. shit. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to yeah. the guitar playing. Song two is called Shine. Yep, another good song. Mm-hmm. Perfect on the album. Oh, I did not like this song. I love all. that intro riff. Hmm. That's this had like a. It didn't sound like a Motorhead song, and that well, the intro does not sound like Motorhead. It, it almost sounded like like something like out of the early seventies, and like every time I heard him sing like Shine, it just it. He was actually trying to sing it like really nice instead of doing that Lemmy growl. I'm gonna make you shine musically. Doesn't it sound a bit like a fucking Thin Lizzy record? Yes, it does. Every song on here, Robbo co-wrote. Hmm. All right, number three, Dancing on Your Grave. I, I love the opening guitar in this. Absolutely. That was, oh, it's just, it's just it, another fabulous. And, and it really fucking, it's, it's a neck breaker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The fucking, the... Intro, the guitar intro is too nice for this song because <laughs> then it kicks in, yeah, and it becomes a motorhead. It's got such a groove. I have put it here, a fucking groovy, catchy riff. Yep, uh, I mean, Lemmy wrote great rock and roll riffs, mm. uh, you know, and this album, this whole album, yeah, is just groove, ro- grooving, driving rock and roll. No more evident than the next song, Rocket. Yeah. This song is pure fucking rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Did I hear a piano in a Motorhead song? Yes, you did. Yes, I, I did. And it's weird. And as, as much as, and I liked every song on this album. And this is like, for me on the album was at like the low point, which was still a high point. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Every, every song that was, I thought this was like the, my low point of the album. I liked every song better than this one, but I still like this one. Yeah, me too. I like this one, yes. Track number five, then the last track on side one. Mm-hmm. One track mind. God, this was catchy. Dude, this, my my notes on this. <laughs> here. So, here, Jim. So, you know I'm not bullshitting when I say this. 
The song has a great groove, mm-hmm. and it's a great song to bang to. Yeah, it is. It is. That's what I mean. It has a catchy. Just... The, it's the twos and the fours, yep. man. It's the twos and the fours. I didn't like this one. I fucking love this mm-hmm. song. I, I this song kind of slunk into my brain, which was weird, because I started listening. I said, okay, this is you know this is a typical Motorhead song, right? But as it kept going on, I'm like, this is really fucking catchy. I like this. Yeah. Ugh. It's a fucking great song. I, I mean, I'm with you. There's not a there's not a no, dog on this record. There isn't. There's not a dog on this record. We need to do a Motorhead deep dive. <laughs> we a, really that's do. A, that's a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll break that up. Yeah, we'll do that eventually. Um, side two starts with the title track, Another Perfect Day. Right. Now, I know you're not familiar with the band Bad News because I haven't. Like, yeah, yeah, I know who yeah, they are. Right. This and this is not a bad thing. It sounds like a cleaned up version of Bad News. Yes. Like ba- like if Bad News actually practiced their instruments. Right. Oh, God. Well, I don't think Jim knows who Bad News is. No. Yeah. Bad News was a is was a fake band by a lot of the guys in the young ones. Uh huh. That was done like a year before Spinal Tap came out. And it's basically they, uh, you know, Adrian Edmondson, Rick Mile. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Planner and the guy, I don't know who's played Spider, but it was like all these trials and tribulations, but they, they can't play worth a shit, but they have the heart. And this felt like if the guys in Bad News actually could play their instruments, <laughs> this is the song they would make. It's like uh, Anvil. Bad News is even better than Anvil, and that's the weird part. Yeah. Oh, my. And, and, oh, I'll have to loan you the the bad news stuff I have. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Mm. Um, yeah, Robbo's influence is all over this record. Absolutely. And I, it, it's not a bad thing. I mean, because I'm a Thin Lizzy fan. Next, Marching Off to War. Motorhead writes great. Oh, yeah. Military theme song. Yes, and this was no exception. Right. None whatsoever is it another great one. Uh, and, and this, go ahead, Jim. I just thought this was a, like, it, it, you can tell it was a Motorhead song. Yeah. But I just thought it was mediocre compared to other stuff. Yeah, I, okay. Um, this is one where you can really tell how fucking rock solid Phil Taylor was as a drummer, though. Oh, yeah. Phil Taylor was a fucking machine. And, you know, I, as much as I love Mickey D, mm-hmm. Phil Taylor is a fu- was a fucking great drummer. Motor Lemmy never had bad musicians in his band, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know, believe it or not, it was an upgrade from Phil Taylor when Mickey D joined the band because mm. Phil's a fucking machine. But Mickey D is next level good. All right, track number eight. I got mine. This is another one of those, like, you're going to say Thin Lizzy sounding songs. Yeah, I, well, my, it almost sounded poppy to me. My my notes on this. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I, ahead, love, I love the guitar work in this. Yeah. It was wonderful. My notes. I love Robbo's cleaner guitar tones. He's such a great player. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Robertson is such a fucking great player. And if you go back to his stuff with Thin Lizzy, Thin Lizzy's twin guitars, okay? That's where Metallica got the, a lot of their influence. Bands like Priest, 
and and Thin Lizzy. Mm-hmm. You know, with the two with the with the dual guitars, mm-hmm. even Maiden, because Thin Lizzy was out, was around before Maiden. They got a lot of their influence with the two guitar stuff mm-hmm. from Thin Lizzy, and Brian Robertson's fucking fingerprints are all over this record. Number nine is a very typical Motorhead song called "Tales of Glory." Yep, very. Yeah, that's what typical like Motorhead all the way. That's exactly what I. It was, have that done. was perfect. Just yes. what I, it's just what I expect from Motorhead. Yeah, and I this is probably would have been something you would want to hear live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Next is another like prototypical Motorhead song, "Die You Bastard." This is my favorite song on the album. The way that fucking bass just starts in the beginning. Dear Lord. Lemmy punishes his bass. Honest bass. to God. He, uh, Lemmy punishes his bass. And he is a criminally underrated bass player. He is... We talked about this when on the 1916 review. Mm-hmm. How good Lemmy actually is. Or actually was. Yeah. Lemmy was a fucking great bass player. Mm-hmm. Now my, my notes are, are good... And then I, I ineligible after that. I, I must have been excited when I wrote it. I'm not sure. Excited. I don't know. It's just it's something that I hoped. It, and I don't know. I it, but again, when you have it sound like "Die You Bastards," awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the final track on the record is called "Turn You Round Again." Mm-hmm. Yeah, now and I have great finish. Oh yeah, absolute uh, banger. I will agree with that 100. percent Yeah, it's like. Why this album was not bigger. Why it took me this long to hear it. Yeah. You know? And I'm a Motorhead fan, cause I and I like a lot of their stuff, you know, between Orgasmatron, Ace of Spades, 1916, you know. Overnight Sensation. Yeah, and, yeah all that. And this album I've never heard before. Bomber. And dear God. I am so happy I got to hear this one. Something on the Wikipedia page had a quote from, I guess there was a autobiography of Lemmy or... or, or yeah, it's called White Line Fever. But uh, he says in there, he, he hated recording this album because Robbo would take like 17 hours to lay down a fucking guitar track. <laughs> well... Brian Robertson was a fucking perfection. And he said, he goes, and everybody fucking hated the sound. But it, but I tell you, it shows on the album because it is just flawless. Yeah, it's it's a great record. And the production is different than a lot of Motorhead stuff, um, but it's still a Motorhead record. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of his, la- and then, of course, Lemmy's later albums, I mean, his voice gets more guttural, the more further albums into the career. Yeah. And I, that's why I say this seems like almost one of the cleanest Motorhead vocal sounds we right. had. Well, I mean, a steady diet of Speed, yeah. Jack Daniels, and Marlboro Reds will fucking do that. Yeah, I, but I know that, like, the, 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 I mean, but again, Ace of Spades wasn't too far off from 1916. No, no. But this is, it was like a very, like yes. I said, weirdly clean, dirty vocals, which is great. Right. Um. I mean, Robbo added a totally different dimension to the band. Um, it was a different style of guitar playing than we were used to with Motorhead up till then. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's some like really cool, clean interludes mm-hmm. in this that we didn't get with Motorhead. 
Um, he was way more. He was more musical than Eddie Clark, and uh, he approaches he approached the guitar way differently than Eddie Clark. In a lot of ways, Eddie fit with Motorhead better than Robbo did, mm-hmm. and even more so, Phil Campbell fit with Motorhead better than anybody else than any other guitar player. Mm-hmm. And Phil was with him longer than any other guitar player. But this album is fucking great in its own right. Um, Phil, uh, Phil Taylor, Filthy Animal, an amazing, amazing fucking drummer. Um, and Lemmy's Lemmy. What more do you need to <laughs> yeah. say? Yes. You know, our, our fucking, our God and Savior, Lemmy Kilmister. <laughs> what do you rate the album, Bill? Okay, this one was a hard one for me. Because I'm, I say I'm gonna say eight point five only because it's hard to rank this above you know, like March or Die, nineteen sixteen. Gotcha. And and so many that I've heard before this, but it's like right on the cusp before them. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, eight and a half. What do you say, Jim? I'm going with a seven. Okay. It didn't. Like I said, there were some songs in there I just I couldn't get into, but yeah, I, it's. It's one I'd listen to again. I listened to it multiple times. Yeah. I, I loved every track on this record. I, I I thought it was fucking fantastic. I'm actually going higher than you guys. I'm going nine. Mm, oh boy. I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, yeah. my. Um, this, this has kind of jumped into the the pantheon of Motorhead, song, of Motorhead <laughs> albums yeah. for me. It's really good. Beca- and I think a lot of the reason I like it so much is the different vibe that Brian Robertson brought to the band. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really loved it. I, I thought it was fucking great. Yeah, the only reason I, it, I couldn't put it out because there's so many b- others above it is like, they all they all can't be nines. There has to be a, a, a hierarchy. Yeah, I got you. I, I, I got you. All right, that was a fucking good little exercise. Yeah, okay. So this has been Oh No, Not Them, and thank you all for doing it. No, 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 no. <laughs> We got more to do, buddy. Damn it. <laughs> um, my f- my good friend, Eddie Hopple, mm-hmm. requested that we review one of my favorite movies oh, ever. I love this movie. Seven. Love it. This movie was released on September 22nd of 1995. Written by Andrew Kevin Walker and directed by the fucking incomparable madman that is David Fincher. David Fincher is a fucking genius, but he's disturbed. <laughs> this movie shows that. Uh, it was recorded. Uh, recorded, I guess. Yeah, it was recorded. Mm-hmm. It was Film. made on a made on a budget of thirty three million dollars, adjusted for inflation. That's about sixty six point four million dollars. And the box office take was three hundred twenty seven point three million, which adjusted for inflation is six hundred and fifty nine million dollars. Dear God. Yeah. Talk about a prophet. Our cast of characters. We have Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. as Detective David Mills. Mm -hmm. Morgan Freeman as Detective William Somerset. While I was watching this, you need to go back and look at other Morgan Freeman movies where he's a detective. He is so good. When it comes to shit like that, like along came a spider. Yeah. Oh, Mor- my Morgan God. Freeman's good in anything he does. Yeah. 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 All right. Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Is this I wonder if this is before she started steaming her vagine. 
Definitely well before. Okay. As Tracy Mills. <laughs> then we have the one and only Arlie Ermey as the police captain mm-hmm. who doesn't really get a name. <laughs> I forgot he was in this. Richard Roundtree as Martin Talbot, who is the DA. Mm-hmm. And finally... The incredibly disturbing Kevin Spacey as John Doe. Yes. Okay. Now, the movie opens. We meet Detective Somerset. He's a week away from retirement. In a city where it's always raining. How about that shit? Mm-hmm. Always well, raining. I, I think, I think there was a symbology to that because... If you noticed, the closer they got to finding out what was going on, the less rain it happened. It was pouring in the beginning. Yes. And then as they got uh, near the end, it was a it was a drizzle. And then in the very end, it was in a dry fucking desert. That. Yep. That is. So there was some sort of symbology yeah, yeah. there. But God, everything was fucking wet. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and he's like I said, Somerset is a week away from retirement. And he's partnered up with this young hotshot detective, uh-huh. David Mills. I could just think of Lethal Weapon. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And he was younger than us at the time, probably. Probably. No, Freeman. Oh. Remember, like, Fred Sanford was younger than us in Sanford. Oh, son. yeah, shut up. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> um, so, Monday. They investigate the death of, uh, of an obese man mm-hmm. who was fed spaghetti... Until his stomach ruptured and yes. he died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he actually, what, they threw up in the bucket and for like, if he would throw it back up, he'd go and get, well, they said the guy went to the fucking store to get more spaghetti. Yep. Yeah. Canned spaghetti, too. The nastiest spaghettis. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, word gluttony mm-hmm. is scrawled on the wall. Correct. What a disturbing way to die. You think? But we have not even cracked the fucking surface. Oh. So, so Somerset, he tries to get off this case. He's like, look, let me pass this on to somebody else. Yeah. But the chief ain't having none of it. Nope. Nope. No, you got to stay on this with Mills. So now Tuesday rolls around. Keep in mind, this movie takes place, it seems to be, in the span of a week. Yeah. Yes. Tuesday rolls around. They go to they go to investigate the sec, another victim who has had to cut off a pound of his own flesh. This mm-hmm. is a, a sleazeball attorney, mm-hmm. an ambulance-chasing an ambulance mm-hmm. attorney. And he's forced to give his pound of flesh. And the word greed yep. is yeah. scrawled on the walls. Mm-hmm. That was on the carpet. Or yeah. On the carpet, yes. Blood, yeah. How, are we sensing a theme yet? Because Detective Somerset is starting to. Correct. I think he got the theme as soon as he found gluttony. He might have. Yeah. But now here's where they also find the clues that lead him to the third victim. I was going to say, this, you, is this where they pull the shit out of the guy's, the fat guy's stomach? Well, no. That vile. was, that's, yeah, they, they pulled that stuff and that's how they found the first word. Because it was the scrapes from the fridge. That's correct. Which, and again, this is, I mean, I'll explain. That's maybe, right, it but, was behind the fridge. But, yeah. but dear God, 
the leaps of fucking logic in this fucking movie. Oh, good Lord. Well, it's a good detective. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it is. It's Morgan Freeman's a good detective. Shut up. I, look. I and be, plays one on TV. Really I like. may be bearing the lead on this, but fuck did I not like this movie. Are you... Se- okay. I kind okay. of figured that. Basically because the story, and again, Jesus Christ. As I said, the leaps in logic. Now... We get on to the third victim, mm-hmm. and this is by far the most disturbing. Well, they find him because his fingerprints were found at the second victim's yep. place. Correct. Like I said, they find the clues that lead him there. Yeah, the third and victim. it's like, and again, it's like the clues are like if you've ever played the video game Mist, where it's oh, that's oh a tough yeah game. yeah, and and like I said, you have to get everything. Exactly perfect to figure out exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And this just reminded me of it's like, as I said, the leaps in logic, one fuck up, one fuck up along the way. None of this happens. Well, he's a good detective. Oh, fuck with that good detective. He's been in for, he's ready to retire. That's how long he's been <laughs> in the business. Anyway. Okay. So they find what they think is a corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. We jumped ahead a little bit. They go into the apartment of a known uh, known sexual assaulter and, uh, shall we say, kitty diddler. Yes, he was. He was a pedophile. He was a known. No, I, I'm trying to remember the 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 sloth guy, or no? No. Where are we at then? Yeah. Well, slo- yes. Yes, the yes. sloth guy. Okay. Yes. Um, they go into. I don't remember calling them that. In when they're in the back of the when when they're going out to the desert. All right. Um, so they walk into the they go into the apartment, and for some reason, there's hundreds (laughs) of little tree air fresheners hanging from the fucking ceiling. Mm -hmm. They go into the bedroom, and they see what appears to be a corpse. Emaciated, shriveled, des not emaciated, desiccated. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. Dry it up. Yes. On the bed. He's not fucking dead. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. He fucking sat up. Yeah. Oh. Or, or he moved. And, he moved. And, moved. And the guy playing the head cop that, and he, he was in Scrubs, but the guy playing the head cop, my God, was he gung ho. I mean, he's just like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. It's like, dude, he's not moving. He's not going to move. And he's strapped the fuck down. Yeah. Yes. Well, they didn't, they didn't know that. They just saw a sheet under the yeah. fucking bed. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. they just saw a, a body under the sheet. Yeah. Um, but then they find pictures mm-hmm. detailing a year of this guy's fucking torture. Imagine that. Like being starved, mm-hmm. f- fed, and given just enough, given just enough food and water to sustain your life. Correct. Where you are to, you are literally a desiccated husk of a human being, mm-hmm. and over a year, and gave him antibiotics so he wouldn't get sick. Yes, and to keep the bed sores at bay. Yeah. Yes. Because did you notice the bed sores on the legs? Mm-hmm. Yes. So now we're learning that this guy's fucking patient. 
Absolutely. Okay. We're learning that our 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 offender is patient. So they go out to Trace now in the mean in the interim, Tracy, Detective Mills' wife, calls Somerset and they arrange to meet up for dinner. Mm-hmm. And this is where Tracy drops on Somerset that she doesn't want to be in the city. She didn't want to move to the city. And she's fucking pregnant. Correct. And Somerset lets go of his deep, dark secret that, you know, he was in a long-term relationship and she got pregnant and he convinced her to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. And he regrets it. And so he tells Tracy, unless, you know, unless you want to have, you're sure you want to have this baby, do not fucking tell David. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is going to come into play a little later on, uh, and she says the city's a bad place to raise a kid. Correct. Because and the way that every that this whole movie is played out, it this this city is fucking just riddled with crime. Absolutely, it's terrible. Nighttime. That's all you heard was gunshots and screams. Yep. Now, they pay off a sleazy FBI agent played by Mark Boone Jr. Bobby Elvis from Sons of Anarchy (laughs) um, to get them information on people that are checking out certain library books. Mm -hmm. Not the kind of library books that today will get you flagged, but library books on the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. And so... Which again, the way they frame that—that that like every library book goes into an FBI database that no one's really gonna use for anything—I'm like, well, why the fuck have it? <laughs> it's right, like, it's just, right. And that was a good MacGuffin. Yeah. So, this leads him to the apartment of John Doe. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, I don't know what city this is, <laughs> and I don't know if. He has an ID that says John Doe. But you normally need to prove identity, prove your identity to rent an apartment. Well, I mean, this was the 90s and like I said, it's a city. Again, they've they've more or less established that the guy has money. So, oh, yeah, I'm sure like if you like double the month's rent. Oh yeah, I'm sure the guy will just turn the other way. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure there were sleazy landlords. There's still mm-hmm. sleazy landlords that would do that. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So they search the house and they find, like yeah. you said, a now, shitload of money. Now yes. the best thing is there was a great mistake in this scene that I noticed. Before they kick down the door, uh huh, the door's already broken. Huh. Because I think it might have been maybe the second or th- second oh, take like or something. Try- oh, I got And as he's as Brad's going, he's like, "No, we can't go in there. We can't do that. We need a search warrant and all that." The door's already broken at that point, and then finally he just and kicks the door, and then you see, and then they show now the door is broken. Well, this is after the chase. Yeah, but it was already broken. Right. The door was already broken right. at that point. But and now here, <laughs> if if you know anything about if you know anything about the way probable cause and exigent circumstances <laughs> work. Um, now this is after the foot chase where yeah. Brad Pitt's been clubbed. Yes. Yeah. With a fucking tire iron. Guess what? That's assault on a police officer. 
Those are fucking exigent circumstances. That's Correct. probable cause. They know this is where this mm-hmm. guy lives. Yeah. They can legally enter. Yeah, because they were getting ready to go in or at least knock, and then he came walking down and the hall. And shot at him. Yeah. Saw them and shot at but him. But then they paid off the homeless woman anyway to say that's where the murders were happening. Right. And all this other stuff. Right. But, like I said, yeah. the way probable cause and exigent, exigent circumstances would work, yep. they would have the legal right to kick see, that I fucking door. See, the thing is, though... I think a good lawyer could argue that they were there before the shots happened. They were there to talk. But why were they there? Why were they to talk? Because they got the information right. that and the he became but, a suspect. But they also, but they also, like I said, a lawyer could argue, you don't know who fired the shots at you. It could just be some guy in a crime-ridden city shooting at people. You know? I think a, that, that, a, I think a lawyer, and I think Morgan Freeman's character is right. A lawyer could have could have used that against them. Not really. Uh, any good DA will make that work. Mm-hmm. A good DA will make that work this was because a sleazy city. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but a good DA would have made that work. And nine times out of ten, in a situation like that, the judge and the DA are going to side with the cops anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so they find a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, this guy's loaded, and. More disturbing, they find hundreds of notebooks Uh detailing his life. And if you looked at it, it looked like one giant run-on sentence. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a fucking period anywhere. (laughs) Not a comma to be seen. Yeah, the trophy cases of all the different things, which was weird, but I get it. And he also then he found the pic then they find the pictures of the victims. Mm And also pictures of Detectives Mills and Somerset. Correct. They thought he was just some sleazebag journalist. Yeah. This is when tabloids were uh-huh. a big thing. Uh-huh. So now they're sitting there and the phone rings. And Mills answers and it's John Doe. So... We are not done yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saturday rolls around now. They find lust. Mm-hmm. It's a street. Pro- uh, it's a, a a sex worker who has been the victim of a custom-made bladed strap-on, which they actually tracked down where they made that. Yes, but they never showed what it was at that guy's leather shop. No, they showed like, it showed it in a picture. It's like, yeah, you made this? Mm-hmm. They, they ask, but you made this? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the guy, uh, one of the guys that played in T-Bird's gang in The Crow was the owner of the sex shop. Okay. Of, oh, God. That was him. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, it was the guy that played Skank. Okay. And then... Uh, like they take they take him into custody and they take the guy who who used the strap on on said who, sex worker. Who that guy is a character actor victim. I've seen him play yeah. the victim or the or the, in so many movies. Yeah. He's perfect at it. He he's very good. Um and then on Sunday they find Pride. She's a model. John Doe has disfigured her mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're a fucking ugly person on the inside. 
you should be an ugly person on the outside is mm-hmm. what it boils down to. And she was so shallow. And this is like what John, how John Doe explains it. A person so shallow and so ugly on the inside that she couldn't, if she couldn't be beautiful on the outside, she didn't want to live. Correct. Because mm-hmm. I think they glued sleeping pills in one hand yep. and phoned for help in the other. Yes. Which you're going to take. Yep. And I think she took the sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, okay. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Rather than be ugly, she decides to fucking, you know, to check out. So now they're heading back to the precinct. And John Doe walks in the fucking building and surrenders. Mm-hmm. Correct. They go to fingerprint him. He has no fingerprints. Mm hmm. He's because if you remember in the beginning, yeah. they show, so show, showed somebody mm-hmm. scraping his finger, uh, his fingertips off yep. with a razor. Yes. He has no fingertips. And he makes. Uh, he, he agrees to confess on certain conditions. Correct. Detective Mills and Somerset have to accompany him to an unspecified location at a time of his choosing mm-hmm. and only Detective Mills and Somerset can do this. Mm-hmm. Correct. Otherwise, his lawyer says he's going to plead insanity. Uh-huh. Well, in the real world, that very rarely works. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an, insanity, an insanity plea very rarely works. But anyway, he says that's what's going to happen. So they go out to this location. Now, the next thing is they're in a car Mills and Somerset are driving John Doe out to this unspecified location mm-hmm. in the desert and this is the first time in the movie it's not fucking raining and I'm yeah. just I'm trying to think of some, in what place is there a city where it rains all the time and it's next to a desert where the fuck can that be well they drove for a long time though well okay Washington very well could be because there's desert in Washington, and then there's you know, Seattle rains all the time. Yeah, but they never specify what city. This yeah, is. Mm-hmm. correct. Um, California, possibly could be. Who knows? Um, he now they they know that this is the seven deadly sins. We have two sins left. We have envy, mm-hmm. and we have wrath. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking that John Doe is going to lead them to envy and wrath. And he's talking the whole time, just egging them the fuck on. Yep. The whole entire mm-hmm. time. And he gives his explanation. Yes. As to why he did what he, he's doing, the things he's doing. Correct. Doing. That we, as a society, we've become apathetic to sin. We see sin on every corner and we just walk away. We just walk on by. Mm-hmm. And what I do will be studied for generations. <laughs> and then Mills, you're a freak. Yes. Kind of very, very dismissive. Yes. Okay. So now we have they get they get to the location. Mills and Somerset are both wired. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a helicopter following, providing right. air support. And now we have a delivery truck coming up. Oh yeah, from out John of John Doe asked, "What time is it?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, why do you want to know? I'm just curious. Seven oh one. Yep. Yeah. So the delivery truck driver shows up and says, I want some guy paid me $500 to be here at seven o'clock on the nose. 
and gives Somerset a box. That's right. They stopped. Mm-hmm. They stopped the truck before it got close to them. Somerset went walking to the truck. Yep. And told Pitt to stay with John Doe. Yep. Okay. Yes. And at this point, Mills has his gun drawn on John Doe. Correct. Because they're thinking that this guy mm-hmm. is there to help. You know. Or, yep. So he gives this box to Somerset. Mm-hmm. And Somerset opens the box. And at the same time, Mills and John Doe are talking back and forth, and John Doe is mentioning where he was earlier in the day. Yes. That he visited his pretty wife, Tracy. Correct. And he wanted to be like him. Yes, I envy you. Correct. I think you know where we're going. Mm-hmm. So, at this time, like Jim said, Somerset's opening this box. We never see it, but come to find out, it's Tracy's head. Mm-hmm. And he tells, yells to Mills to put the gun down. Put the gun down. John Doe has the upper hand. John Doe has the upper hand. Exactly. So, now, then we get the infamous, <laughs> what's in the box? Yes. Come on, what's in the box? Absolutely. That everybody knows. Yeah. And... John Doe's plan works to perfection. Because then he, he mentions about... Becoming baby. Wrath. Yes, the baby. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. He mentions the... Oh, he didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. I decided to take a souvenir, so I took her pretty head. Mm-hmm. She begged for her life. And she begged for the life of the, of the baby inside her. Mm-hmm. And the look on Brad Pitt's face. Oh, he didn't know. And then he tells Brad Pitt to become Wrath. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, he does. Pop. Yep. He pops him. And that's essentially the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Somerset says he's going to be around. He finally retires. All right, he's going to retire, but he'll be around if he's needed. And there's a voiceover with a great quote from Ernest Hemingway. Somerset says in the voiceover, he says, Ernest Hemingway once wrote, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. (laughs) The world is worth fighting for, Mm -hmm. but in a lot of times it's not a fine place. Yeah. So we've already established the fact that uh, Bill didn't like it. But now we need to know to what degree did you not like it? Is it just the thumbs down or is it the finger? Oh, this one's the finger. I absolutely. This. Movie. Are you fucking kidding me? First off, show me. You uh, got to show it. You, I right up. Okay, right up. This this movie, I felt it was there was a lot of great actors in it, a lot of great actors that I really feel I don't I think any actor could have been in any of these roles and it would have made a damn bit of difference. No. You Nobody couldn't no. replace Morgan Freeman. You couldn't replace Kevin no. Spacey. Yeah. Oh, that too. Arlie, Absolutely. Arlie Ermey was wasted in in this role. Well, I okay. Yeah. Every every. I'm serious. It just did not work. And also, I some of these movies, and there've been movies like this before, where everything the bad guy does has to go according to plan, in exacting fashion, and everybody has to do exactly what they want at all times. If he doesn't. If he doesn't connect the the 
plastic shavings with the floor. They never find the first thing and the note. You know, correct. That's called being a good detective. No, and then uh, uh, if they don't notice that the if the wife doesn't notice the picture is upside down, they never find the handprint, which never leads them to sloth. You know, and and then and then when they finally do the library thing, that supposedly throws the villain's plan all out of whack. Well, where the fuck was Wrath and Envy then before that? What was your plan before? Because that seemed made up on the fucking spot. No, you know, it everything. Everything happened according to John Doe's plan. He there's, wanted them to find them. There's no way that 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 wrath and envy thing was part of the plan. Oh, I, it was. I see what because, he's saying because but, he wasn't uh, even there. Brad Pitt's character wasn't even there a year ago when the shit started. You're right. You're not wrong there, but. He took their picture. Every, as I said, everything was contingent. I mean, let's face it. He set up the delivery guy before he gave himself up in custody because they said there was a third person's blood. Yeah. Yes. So that was all. So he that already, was after he killed. So, so if they would have sat there and said, you know what? Fuck him. No confession. There's a delivery guy showing up in the desert for no reason now. You know. You see what I mean? It's like everything has to. Everything piece has to go. There's no. And I hate when they do that in movies where it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter what anybody does. The conclusion's the same. Like there's no decision making process. And this was a chore to watch. It really was. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I did not See, like but this. it's it's a movie. So it's not like, oops, they got in a car accident while driving to the desert. And that's how. No, that, that screws everything up. No, that could have happened. A flat tire I'm just saying, could have derailed the end of this but movie. It's not written that way, is it? Well, it, it doesn't matter how. Yeah, of course, it's it not does matter that how way. it's written. It just, oh. As I said, I don't like those movies that basically no matter what the heroes do. It's it's already predetermined. A wrestling fan having a problem with suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought this was again. I a, a wrestling fan that has a problem with suspending disbelief. It's not the fact. I just. I'm sorry. It's just this. I did not. And I thought. And again, I really wasn't impressed with a lot of the acting in it either. I've seen all these people in other movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Infinitely better in every other movie. You know? No, some yes. Infin- infinitely better. Infinite. I've seen Morgan, a- Morgan Freeman in better. I've seen Brad Pitt in better movies. Yes, I've seen. I, I, I mean, won't, I'm saying I'm acting. I won't. I won't disagree with that. I've seen better performances out of them. Yeah. The, I, the only thing I've ever seen Kevin Spacey in where he was better than this was The Usual Suspects. What was the one where he was a next door neighbor? He won an Academy Award for that. That. Uh, oh. Uh, where you had American the, Beauty. That's it, American Beauty. Yeah. I that was better than this. Usual suspects. Oh, that's a good one. But uh, Kaiser Soze. Yeah, yeah, that was. A I good honestly, one. I avoided this movie for a long time. I I would never watch this again. Fuck. I well, I mean, you're you're allowed to be wrong. I'm not wrong. You are. I'm not wrong. You're allowed to be wrong. I'll allow it. All right. So we know that we we know that uh, we know that Bill gives it the finger. Okay, I was waiting for something else out of that. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Oh, 
I fucking love this movie. Own this movie. Remember seeing it in the theaters. Fucking absolutely incredible flick. I have to agree with Jim. I give it a thumbs up. Uh, I I really enjoy this movie. Uh, it's one of my. I saw this in the theater mm-hmm. in Panama. Wow. Yep. Uh, this, this I saw this on the post theater Fort Sherman, Panama. Mm. So um, I got a lot of history with this movie, and I I've always enjoyed it. I will go back. I'll I'll watch this movie all the Ugh. all the damn time. It's it's a, I think it's an excellent movie. All right. Two out of three ain't bad. Nope. Don't be sad. So now, we have one album and one movie left from our original batch. Oh, ma. Here is number one. I don't know. Okay, this is the album is Flood by the band They Might Be Giants. I'm going to bury the lead again. <laughs> I listened to this whole album today on the way home from I, work. I know this album very well because I listened to it as well. And I, it's a great record. I, I want I can't wait to hear Jim's thoughts on, um, one particular song in general. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's a few possibilities, but I think I know the one you're talking yes. about. I think I know the one you're talking about. Yes. Um, and remember kids, there was a lot of this, a lot of the music from this album, we used on the original run of Animaniacs. Huh. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's a wonderful album. Oh, so I, I, I buried the lead too because I love these guys. And you, hey, if it's two out of three again, we're fine. We can always have dissenting pup voices are always welcome. Sometimes I'm always welcome. That's right. <laughs> and the movie. Where angels go, trouble follows. Yes. I've never seen it. I've never even fucking heard of it. Who the yes. hell put that in there? I did. It is a 1960s movie. Oh. In the genre of nunsploitation. Nunsploitation. You'll understand when you see it. Oh, Jesus it Christ. Is a, and it is a comedy. I, angels I, go, oh. trouble follows. Yes. I, I, I started watching it, actually. I actually started watching this because it's on my list. And I said, you know what? I'm putting this in the bucket. I want those two to. I want us. I want all three of us to enjoy this movie together. Okay, sounds good. Um, I'm. I'm. I've never seen it. I've never even heard of it. I'm excited for this. Imagine. Imagine almost like a sister act in the '60s. Yeah. Right. Same kind of idea. Okay. okay. Um, we end on a great note with a great movie and a great album. Fuck me, running. <laughs> This, you, I, I promise you guys, I, I promise you guys, you will probably like it. I, whatever. And if you do, if you don't like that, well, I mean, just wait till you see what's in the envelope. So, <laughs> I, I, I honestly cannot wait to hear Jim's reaction to the album. <laughs> oh, me neither. This is gonna be fucking good. Um, so if you guys want to play along, they might be giants. I'm scared. The flood album. <laughs> And Where Angels Go, Trouble Follows is the movie. Yes. Um, as always, we're looking for suggestions, mostly for albums, because we got a lot of fucking movies yeah. suggestions. And if you oh, are familiar with Sister Act, just watch. I never knew anybody could be typecast as a nun for so many years, but it happens. Right. <laughs> All right, gang. Uh, I'm, hopefully, next week, my phone will be working right. Yeah. And, like, we can go live, live. on Facebook. Um. 
All right. Until next time, this has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. Later on, motherfuckers. <laughs>